<sighs> Settle into your seat. I'm saying this for myself as well. Now, the pandemic has upended a lot of people's lives. And not all of that has been for the worse. For some, the pandemic has given people the pause, the time for reflection, even the appreciation of our mortality that has emboldened people to make some huge life changes. I'm thinking in particular of a couple people I know who decided to leave their jobs during the pandemic. And these are not people who hated their jobs or who were unsuccessful in them. They actually really liked their jobs and were remarkably successful. They left for other reasons, perhaps because they realized that they enjoyed and succeeded so much at their jobs that they had lost sight of almost everything else. I recently listened to a podcast with Rabbi Shira Stutman, who is the founder of Sixth and I, which is a wildly flourishing Jewish community in Washington, D.C. She created the place, grew it, filled the schedule with remarkable speakers, attracted families and young people, and made it kind of the hip destination in D.C. And then after 11 years, once she had firmly established the community, she recently decided to leave. And she did not know what she was leaving to. Now, as you might imagine, people were a flutter. Why is she leaving? Everything's going so well. What is she going to do next? Now, I have met Shira, but we do not know each other that well. So I don't actually know all the answers to those questions. But I did listen to her on a podcast where she shared honestly that when she started that community, she was in a place of spaciousness. And that allowed her to be open to this new unexpected thing and to blossom and grow with it. And she felt like it was time to go into the unknown once again, to open herself up to what was possible and that she could only discern that from a place of some breath and spaciousness. She was honest about how it's not easy as an ambitious person who's always kind of known what she's doing when people ask her, so what do you do? It's hard to not have the answer. But she has been growing from living in that place of ambiguity and from her sense of faith that an answer will eventually come. Now, don't worry, I'm not about to make some kind of big announcement myself. But I will say I really admired Rabbi Stutman's strength and bravery and humility. It takes a lot of courage to leave something that feels certain and solid and successful for something that is unknown and uncertain. But if we really get down to it, the reality is nothing is absolutely certain except the journey that every one of us takes ends in the same final horizon. But there are, of course, an infinite number of ways that each one of us get there to the end, and the end will come. There's never just one right way to do it. 
this is sometimes a very hard truth to truly take in because society gives us such a strong model of how we're supposed to do it, how this life ought to be done. We're supposed to work hard, then we get the best education, then we find a life partner and we reproduce, then we find a career, and again, we work very hard. And then maybe when we're 70, we earn the right to rest and we hope that we are in good enough shape to enjoy some golden years. Now for some of us, that is a perfect formula for the life we want to live. But for many more of us, it doesn't always work that way. Or it is not the path that is right. Or we think it's the path that's right, but something happens along the way and it derails us from that path. And we worry we can no longer live the way we always thought we could. Or we have a horrible mistake. Or we fall ill. Or we lose someone we love. So much happens along the way on our way to that final horizon. I read a beautiful blog called, called now called Marginalian. And in it, the author shared a letter from the psychiatrist Carl Jung, written to a young woman who asked quite simply how to live. And this is how he responded to her. Dear Frau, your questions are unanswerable because you want to know how one ought to live. One lives as one can. There is no single definite way for the individual which is prescribed for him or would be the proper one. If that's what you want, you would best join the Catholic Church where they will tell you what's what. Moreover, this fits in with the average way of humankind in general. But if you want to go your individual way, it is the way you make for yourself, which is never prescribed, which you do not know in advance, and which simply comes into being of itself when you put one foot in front of the other. If you always do the next thing that needs to be done, you will go most safely and sure-footedly along the path prescribed by your unconscious then it is naturally no help at all to speculate about how you ought to live. And then you know, too, that you cannot know it. But quietly do the next and most necessary thing. So long as you think you don't know yet what it is, you still have too much money to spend in useless speculation. But if you do with conviction, the next and most necessary thing, you are always doing something meaningful and intended by fate. With kind regards and wishes, yours sincerely, Carl Jung. I just found that such a profound and powerful teaching. What if we all could be willing to live with a little more ambiguity and uncertainty about how we ought to be doing everything and instead just live with the faith that whatever life throws our way, we will just respond 
by doing the next and most necessary thing. That step will lead us to the next right step, which will lead us to the next right step, which ultimately leads us to the life that we ought to live, step by step, level by level. In Hebrew, the word for step, shalav, is the same word as level or rung, like a rung on a ladder. So if you imagine that it's not just that we're putting one foot in front of another, but we're climbing one rung after another, elevating our lives, taking the next right step. Of course, the only way you can know what the next most necessary thing is, is through discernment. We have to follow what our intuition tells us. And a lot of times we can't even listen to our intuition or our gut because we have too much noise all around us. And that's what silence is for. And I know I have, I've given you a little bit less silence today because of my uh, mishap with my um, <laughs> getting into the Zoom today. But I want us to still take 10 minutes and take in this very um, deep directive one step at a time of discerning what is the next most necessary thing. Thank you, God, for the gift of this day, for the opportunity to understand how our lives are meant to unfold. And we continue on with our own breath. If you want the mantra, it's shalav. And don't mind the time.
so grateful to be with you and um, as you might imagine these messages I often share are messages that I need to hear myself um, so I am always I always feel a little less alone when I recognize that we're all struggling with these things in life anyway and um, working through them that basically actually is the life so um, thanks again for holding on uh, I promise I'll never leave you hanging if there's any way I can help it without giving you warning. There probably will be a week of vacation um, uh, where either we will have um, a substitute or we'll take a break. But uh, I will be with you next Tuesday, and um, I wish you all a very blessed day.